0: Good morning. Is it morning? I mean, you just woke up.
1: Uh, kind of. <laughs> I didn't actually fall asleep. Uh, maybe I did for like a couple minutes.
0: You de- <laughs> you definitely fell asleep.
1: No, I was awake the whole time you were in there.
0: Not when I was in there. Yeah, yeah, I was. No, that's what, not what I'm saying. You fell asleep before that. Harper was in and out of the room for, like, five minutes, and you were just snoozing.
1: No, I know she was in (laughs) and out of the room. I'm like, okay, Harper, I'm going to go to sleep. I don't care what you do. (laughs) I'm going to go to sleep. I never actually did, though. Like, I was conscious the whole time. But like I said, I probably dozed in and out a couple times. It was so
0: funny, though, because I was just working on my notes, and Miles was putting Harper to sleep, and I hear the door quietly open and (laughs) quietly shut and that's usually what miles does so i looked up expecting to see miles and then harper walks over and goes hi <laughs> <It's>
1: like that <laughs> that's like, sleep
0: it's like what are you doing so i check the cameras and miles is asleep in her bed or i guess dozing in her bed I was dozing. so funny
1: no i heard the whole thing so unless i was like dreaming it at the same time <laughs> which i don't think anyway uh.
0: Hey, I have a few jokes for you. Do you want to hear them?
1: No, I'm good. Pause. Come on, the
0: jokes are the best part. The
1: jokes are the best part. I would love to hear them.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So the star attraction at my local aquarium has been repossessed. Turns out it was a lone shark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: the end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I told my friend that I was attacked by a shark. He said, did you punch it in the nose? And I said, no, he just attacked me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that jerk i get it oh okay that's funny um so what do you call a bad amputation job
1: what a ripoff <laughs> <laughs> that one i like that one i like all of them but I really my
0: hated the amputation ward in the hospital. Let's just say I'm never stepping foot in there again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one wasn't that good. It's fine. Uh, anyways, that's all I have for you.
1: A shot came and bit off my left arm and my left leg. You might say, I'm alright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so with uh, with that being said, I guess I should ask Do we have any, like, updates before we get into our story or anything that we want to tell people?
1: Let's see. I don't think so. We're going on a cruise in a couple weeks. Well, at the end of next week.
0: Yeah. This time next week, we'll be dropping off our dogs with my parents Mm -hmm. and getting ready for our morning flight Sunday morning on the 14th. Yay. So, if we have any fans in Tampa, Florida... Just kidding. (laughs) We might. Hey, maybe. You never know. Um... Yeah, anything else? Miles finished his finals. He's done with school for the semester. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of
1: things that... It's like a survey for the the class that I need to submit, but I think that's really it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, he's almost done. Homestretch. He finished the major things. Yes. And I'm very proud of him.
1: Thanks. You shouldn't be, but thanks.
0: (laughs) Hey, school is hard. You're doing good. Thanks. Do we have um, any new states or
1: countries um yeah actually uh i don't think we announced this last time but well maybe we announced it but israel is on there i think we did mention (laughs) that i think we mentioned that yeah um latvia
0: that's a new one i don't even know if i knew
1: that i told you oh you did i did tell you and i think and the philippines but i think i mentioned the bish played basketball mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: from new girl (laughs) yeah and i think
1: we mentioned the philippines as well but that is it
0: cool
1: i don't think there were any new states i i keep looking and it, it keeps telling me like wisconsin is the last one that okay. we had and that was like
0: that was a while ago yeah a while ago okay no worries
1: no worries
0: well this story today is
1: about shocks. shock tank shark tank yeah i don't know oh huh. like the entrepreneur people oh shock that would tank. have been
0: really funny no it's not um okay. it is about sharks.
1: Is it about the one who got uh, like the surfer girl who got her um uh, bit off? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: actually it is. Nice. Do you oh, remember good. her name?
1: Um Sarah.
0: <laughs> close, Bethany. <laughs> yeah. Bethany Hamilton. Close. Oh, this story I think is so cool. Very inspiring. How that was going to be my next guess. Bethany oh, okay. Hamilton. yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> I just put a heading on my paper, and now all of it is gray. I don't want it to be gray. Oh, there we go.
1: What do you have against things that are gray? No comment. (laughs) My sweatpants are gray.
0: Mm. (laughs) That I do know.
1: My shirt that I'm wearing is... I'm wearing all gray today. I'm going to change my shirt (laughs) later. Don't worry.
0: All right. You ready for this story?
1: I'm ready. Okay, so...
0: (laughs) On February 8th, 1990, Sherry gave birth to her third child and only daughter, Bethany Milani Hamilton. Uh, in Lihue, I Googled how to pronounce it, and that's what it told me. <laughs> uh, Hawaii, which is in Kauai. On the island, Kauai.
1: Kauai. I like it.
0: Bethany's two older brothers, Noah and Timothy, were thrilled to have a little sister, and Bethany's whole family they were very uh outdoorsy and they just loved the island they lived on lived on and they loved to surf surprise surprise okay so bethany learned how to surf when she was just three years old and at the age of eight she was regularly competing in surfing competitions
1: three years old because mm-hmm. like okay i mean i was gonna say Hopper's almost there i mean she's still a year away from it but i mean can you imagine putting hopper on a surfboard no <laughs> and just be like here you go Hop, have fun don't yeah. fall in the water. A don't get lot your, your of shark. kids are,
0: are potty trained around three. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it didn't obviously tell me when she's potty trained, but it's possible she could have been on a surfboard before on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um,
1: I bet that her parents were one of those ones that just like take the baby to swimming lessons and just chuck her in the pool.
0: <laughs> probably.
1: Those videos are funny. I'm. It, it gives me a little bit of a heart attack when I when yeah. I see those videos. Cause I'm like the baby. I'm like, it's fine. They have the instinct to not breathe while they're submerged. Yeah. It's fine. But like, st- and you know, they're supervised and everything, but it, it, it still makes oh, me Oh yeah, like,
0: for sure. I always <laughs> feel so bad for those kids who just like, when they resurface, they just start crying because it's so scary. Mm-hmm. But it's such an important skill for these babies to have. So I understand why people do it. Um, we live in Wyoming, so we're pretty landlocked. So I don't really feel the need to do that to Harper right now. But if we ever live close to water i do want to get them her and her future siblings into safety swimming lessons you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because that's basically what you're talking about is like those like safety like when babies are six months old safety lessons where they just throw them in the water and yeah they have to learn how to turn themselves around anyways
1: yeah that freaks me out
0: yeah (laughs) I don't know. They probably, I mean, she was three when she was surfing, so she's probably super used to the water. And knowing, like, just the dynamic of her family, they literally lived in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You know, they're surrounded Surrounded by by the ocean Mm -hmm. and, and they all were surfers. So I'm sure, like, the minute they could, they brought her into the water. Okay. So at the age of 10, so Bethany was competing in competitions by the age of eight. And by the age of 10, she had gained her first sponsorship as a surfer. Wow. So, yeah, she's pretty good. Um, so, she spent a lot of time with her family. So, she was basically either with her family or she was in the water. She was homeschooled from sixth grade all the way through graduation. Her nice. family was very tight-knit. They were a good Christian family. Um, and her dad was a waiter at a local cafe. So, they weren't, like... And her her mom was just a homemaker. Not just a homemaker, but she didn't bring in an income. Um, so, financially, they weren't, like an overabundance of finances but i mean they lived in hawaii which is like a vacation in itself so uh-huh. you know i'm sure they weren't struggling in any way um they weren't we really should, missing out as we should move to hawaii <laughs> honestly as cool as that would be i've also heard the cost of living is not great
1: oh no it's one of the more expensive states uh-huh so
0: yeah plus we don't know anybody there so as cool as that would be
1: i mean we don't know many people period
0: that's very true. <laughs> I should tell you what my mom said to me yesterday. And I just like laughed at myself because she, so she asked me, she's like, do you know anybody around here that is in need of a one bedroom apartment? And I was just like, no, I don't. And then later I was like, well, when you asked me that, I was thinking if I actually knew anybody.
1: <laughs> true. We didn't have a, um, we do not have a lot of friends.
0: <laughs> That's okay. You're all I need. Uh. Aww. <laughs> i don't go crazy
1: what about hoppa well yeah
0: she's obviously my little bestie yeah she's the best except for when she decides she hates me and only wants dad but we don't need to talk about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay she's just a daddy's girl
0: so moving on on october 31st
1: 2003 halloween
0: bethany's best friend elena or alana i'll go with i think it's alana Alana had invited Bethany to go with her and her dad and her brother to go surfing along tunnels beach in Kauai. So while they were in the water, Bethany was laying on her stomach on top of her surfboard, talking to Alana without any warning a 14 foot long tiger shark swam up and bit Bethany's left arm completely off just below the shoulder. Bethany later recalls that she felt uh, an intense pressure, but not any pain when the shark took her arm. She remembers the pressure and then, being rocked back and forth for a few seconds and then just laying there in shock as she noticed the water just getting red all around her. Obviously, Alana and um, Alana's dad and brother, they were shocked at what happened mm-hmm. and they immediately rushed into action and they paddled her to shore and then her, uh, Alana's dad made a makeshift homemade tourniquet mm-hmm. uh, and put it on her nub on her arm and they immediately called Emergency services. Uh, a lot of people credit Bethany's life, including I think Bethany and Bethany's family, to Alana's dad and how quickly he acted on this because, you know, there was a huge loss. Like a literal limb was taken from yeah. her, and he uh, reacted so quickly.
1: That's like a super dad, dad of the year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Dad instincts.
0: Um. So one thing that Bethany had said about the ordeal is she said, "I was holding onto my board." With my thumb, because I probably just didn't want to get pulled under. Quote, she said, uh, continuing the quote, she said, it was like pulling me back and forth, not like pulling me underwater. And then she said, you know how you eat a piece of steak? It was kind of like that, end quote.
1: She was the steak.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She didn't really elaborate on that. But, like, I mean, probably the tugging is what she was referring to, you know? Anyway, so... Uh, they called emergency services who rushed her to Wilcox Memorial Hospital. Bethany says that she felt numb the whole way to the hospital and she ended up actually passing out. By the yeah. time that she arrived to the hospital, she had lost over 60% of the blood in her body. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, like, she probably lost a lot of blood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> by the time, um, oh, and when when she arrived, she was also in hypovolemic shock, which is the shock that's brought on by a sudden loss of water, salt, and or blood. So, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is probably, like, what attributed to her not really feeling the pain and mm-hmm. feeling just numb was just the shock, you know, that protection that her body put on her.
1: Yeah. Like a- adrenaline, fight or flight kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I mean, I know the the nub on the end would have hurt, but I mean, the rest of our, the arm um, wouldn't have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it has gone. <laughs> um. Okay, so... <clears throat> There was a doctor at a nearby hotel that had rushed over to help treat Bethany. Um, Bethany's dad was actually at the hospital already because he was scheduled for knee surgery in the morning.
1: That's convenient. Um,
0: So he was already there basically just waiting for her. And Mm -hmm. she essentially took his place in the operating room that night. Um, She underwent several surgeries, but all in all, she was able to be stabilized. (laughs) And this is where I think a lot of the cool part of the story comes in is that she basically immediately upon waking up from the surgery was like all right i want to go back to the water like immediately was like i don't want to be here i want to go surf mm-hmm. and everyone's like how about you take it easy there, kid? <laughs> like you <laughs> literally just lost your arm to a shark attack mm-hmm. you know and she didn't care um the story went quote-unquote viral as much as it could in 2003 news uh News reporters got a hold of it and just spread it around America, and within 48 hours, she had over 7,000 emails and letters being sent to her from people all over the country. Whoa. Pledging their support and sending warm wishes and yada, yada, yada. Email. <laughs> and snail mail. <laughs> um, just a few days after she was released, she immediately rushed back to the ocean, and her first... Um, I mean, obviously, she had to learn how to do a lot of things again, right? Mm-hmm. But her first uh, goal was to teach herself how to swim with only one arm. Wow. And so she did talk about how the biggest trial was trying to just distribute, like, the weight. And then she, you know, learned that she had to kick more to make up for the arm that wasn't able to pull her.
1: So her leg muscles must have been getting, like, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty ripped. Um, No pun intended.
0: Have you seen the movie Soul Surfer?
1: Mm-mm. Oh, I I know. I know that that this is what it's about.
0: Yeah, no. So I, uh, I loved that movie and it's, it's really inspiring because it shows a lot about like her journey into healing and Mm -hmm. the things that she had to learn how to do. I mean, she was 13 when this happened, almost turning 14. And so she had to learn how to. I mean, she I don't know if she was right or left-handed, but she still had her right arm. And I remember in the movie, they showed her trying to learn how to put a ponytail in her hair again.
1: Oh. Because, like... <laughs> with only one arm. Yeah.
0: Like, how frustrating would that be? Like, having to get dressed, having to tie her bikini on because she was basically living in a swimsuit at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you tie it with just one hand? Like, when it's behind your back, even. Um, And so, all of these things she had to learn how to do, carrying things... uh just navigating life without that second arm yeah i remember um i I think oh i don't know if this is accurate or not but i'm pretty sure there's a scene in the movie where she's like trying to make a sandwich and just like juggling everything all at one time when she literally is just like one armed and just like she was so frustrated like it wasn't as easy as it used to be
1: that would be really frustrating
0: um and then obviously you know she turns 15 and wants to learn how to drive but she only has one arm so she has to learn to like I, I'm pretty sure she had to learn how to drive stick at one point, too. So she had to, like, oh. steer and then, like, you know, go back and forth with it. And
1: I mean, I, I've, I've done that before. I mean, I, I obviously still have two arms, but, like, <laughs> I've, you know, changed gear while driving with, with just wah. one hand.
0: Yeah. And and these are all things that they showed in the movie. And I know that the movie was produced by someone who was, like, really close with her post-attack. And so I'm pretty sure it was accurate, but I don't know if, like, every single event actually happened, you know. Um, But essentially, it just showed, like, the struggles of her learning how to be a human again with only one arm. Um, And I remember one part of the movie, she had talked about her arm being in pain. The arm that did not exist. Like the phantom pain. Mm -hmm.
1: I was going to mention that, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, because that is a real thing. Like, people have phantom pain. Everything, because you know, naturally, your arm is still supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So when it's not, anyway, could it's, you imagine it's a real how phenomenon.
0: frustrating that would be? Though it'd be so annoying.
1: Like you have a phantom itch, right? But you can't itch it.
0: <laughs> uh, and again, this part, I'm not sure if this actually happened or not. But she was in the movie given a prosthetic arm, mm-hmm. and she hated it and was like, "I will never wear this ever." And she doesn't. She never wears a prosthetic. Um. But yeah, I wish I had more on, like, what exactly her life was like afterwards. She has a few documentaries out that I'm sure, like, talk about that. But um, as far as, like, her story being on the internet, it doesn't go much into that. It goes a lot into her faith and things like that, which I'll talk about a little bit later. However, she taught herself how to swim again. And she initially was given a new surfboard that was longer and thicker To help with the new weight distribution. And it also had a handle for her right arm to help her with balance and and being able to pull herself up because she couldn't grab both sides of the board anymore. Mm -hmm. So despite all of the odds being stacked against her, Bethany officially returned to surfing on November 26, 2003. Wow, okay. 26 days. Wow. After the shark attack.
1: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) She must have been pretty determined. Yeah. I don't know. So there's um, there's Australian uh, an Australian musician singer. His name is Anthony Anthony Waller. He's like a Broadway actor um, and everything. He's I think he's pretty popular in Australia. Anyway, um, there was one point where he was like in the middle of one of his shows and he um he had non Hodgkins lymphoma. Um, and so he had to. Like, I don't know what that is. It's like a I think it's a type of cancer. Yeah, oh. it's a type of cancer. Um and he had to um like take time off and then like his recovery as well, like he basically had to learn how to use his vocal cords again. Oh wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. But
1: anyway, that stories like that always remind me of of him. Whereas like, you know, people lose some kind of ability so they have to train themselves like harder and harder like mm-hmm. to to do it, which is like super respectable as well. Mm-hmm. Um there was, it's a, it's a cricket player. I can't remember his name, but it's a cricket player, so I don't really care too much. And he was, <laughs> he was a really famous young guy as well. But he, I mean, this wasn't really um, uh, like something that happened to him. It's just how he like was to begin with. But he had very bad hand-eye coordination. And so he took one of the um, the wicket sticks from, from a cricket. Um, do you know what a, what cricket looks like? So basically there's like two they're kinda of like posts at at the end, the call wickets. Okay. Um on either side of a little stretch of field and that's where, you know, they bowl the ball to the cricket player or the the batter and then the batter hits it and everything. Anyway. Um so these wickets, there's like one, two, three, and there's space in between them, like posts and everything. Um anyway, he took one of these wicket posts. And he, like, practiced hitting the ball with that to get his, like, hand-eye coordination um, better. Nice. better. But, it's yeah, it's just stories like that. I'm just like, you know, people who really want to do stuff but are physically <laughs> inept, yeah. I guess, to do it. But it's like, you know, they have a dream and they go for it. It's like, you know, yeah. good for them.
0: Makes me feel real good about myself.
1: <laughs> like, I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen those things where it's like she believed that she could so she did and the people edit it that's like she believed that she could but she was tired so she didn't (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) like that's me or she believed that she could but her toddler woke up six times last night so she's gonna wait till tomorrow
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah
0: no i i get what you're saying though like those kinds of stories are super inspiring it's like um the uh the drummer for deaf leopard lost his arm in a car crash and he still continued to be their drummer. Man. Without missing a beat. Man. Holy Literally. Crap.
1: <laughs> and they're like, you know, an 80s hard rock band too. Uh-huh. So it's like very fast paced. <laughs> Man. <Yep. laughs> Props.
0: He continued to tour with one arm.
1: Did he drum uh, with his feet?
0: Probably. Just kidding. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, probably. <laughs>
1: I mean, they they do that anyway. The drummers use their feet mm-hmm. as well. So. Isn't that so? That crazy, was a really stupid <laughs> comment.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so going back to Bethany's story, despite all odds, she returned to surfing on November twenty sixth, two thousand three. Just twenty six days after the shark attack, she entered her first major surfing competition in January since the attack in January mm-hmm. of two thousand four. She won first place.
1: Heck yeah, she did. <laughs> Good job, Sarah. <laughs>
0: so yeah i don't know when that transition happened but she went back to using standard competitive performance short boards rather than the customized long one that she had cool yeah i don't know anything about surfing so sounds legit
1: i've tried it it's hard really i stood up for a whole three seconds (laughs) on a very tiny wave
0: listen i trip on solid ground so i (laughs) feel like i would not do good with surfing
1: (laughs) yeah it's um Kudos it was, to it everyone was fun, that does it, But I, I got a pretty bad rash from the wetsuit and the sand that was in it.
0: Ew. <laughs> that sounds so uncomfortable.
1: It was really uncomfortable. Oh, man. Fun fact, though. So, obviously, I'm not going to be able to use this after I say this on the podcast. But So, anytime um, I play Two Truths and a Lie, sometimes my lie is I was a professional surfboarder in Australia. Because, like, you know, it's believable because we have the Australia. beaches right
0: there. And everybody from Australia is a professional surfer.
1: hmm <laughs>
0: Yep. <laughs> you also boxed a kangaroo once. Mm-hmm. was there.
1: And I beat an emu in a race. There you go. Emu <clears throat> for you Americans.
0: <laughs> Fun fact. The shark-bitten surfboard, as well as the swimsuit that she was wearing during the attack, are both on display at the California Surf Museum in Oceanside, California.
1: Not gonna so. lie, that's kind of a weird thing to put in a museum. Though, <laughs> like, I, I get it because it was something like amazing that happened, for, like her recovery. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of a weird thing. Like, why not the surfboard?
0: No, that's what I said the the shark bitten surfboard as well as the swimsuit. Oh, I only had on the
1: swimsuit the... part. I'm sorry, I had to like. Oh <laughs> no! no. <laughs> I went deaf there for a second. <laughs>
0: no, you're good. Um, but yeah, those are both on display at the California Surf Museum. So cool. the whole museum is dedicated to surfing. So, of course, like, this is a big surfing moment Mm -hmm. in surfing history. Um, Like, she's one of the most well-known surfers out there. Yep. So, I'm actually going to get into some of the things that make her really well-known besides this. So, since the attack, obviously, um, she kind of was a public sensation. Her manager made a huge effort to help her go from shark attack victim to inspirational role model. Rather than, like, oh, poor me, to, like, empowering everyone. Um, So she's appeared in several television shows over the years, such as The Amazing Race, The Biggest Loser, 2020 Good Morning America, Inside Edition, The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, The Today Show, The Tonight Show, and Dude Perfect.
1: What about the This Afternoon Show? (laughs)
0: That's what I was wondering. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why are they all called the exact same thing?
1: Why isn't there like a midday show? I mean, there probably is.
0: Yeah, probably somewhere. (laughs) Um, So she's also featured in several magazines, including People, Time, and American Girl. And she also was the cover story for the first issue of Nine Magazine.
1: Cool. Oh, I got one. What about the 207 show?
0: 207? Yeah,
1: 207
0: PM. Oh, you're being satire. I'm being satire. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: continue you sorry i'm stupid <laughs> Then you go to bed
0: bethany participated in multiple speaking events she quote motivated audiences worldwide to live their life with more tenacity courage and faith in i can't breathe <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's that
0: in 2004 bethany won an epsi or espy award for our best comeback athlete and she also received the courage teen choice award in 2004, also, she or uh, MTV Books published her book, Soul Surfer, a true story of faith, family, and fighting to get back on the board. Um, her story was again told in 2007 in a short subject documentary film, Heart of a Soul Surfer. In 2009, she was a co- contestant on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> she won $25,000.
1: Was she smarter than a fifth grader?
0: I guess so. She won money. <laughs> I want
1: to be um, smarter than a fifth grader.
0: I want (laughs) $25,000. Yeah, too. Um, in 2010, she appeared on extreme makeover home edition in 2011. She appeared on a, in a video for the Christian organization. I am second, where she talks a lot about her struggles after the shark attack and how she learned how she leaned into God and learned to trust him during that time in 2011 the movie soul surfer came out based on her on her book from 2004 bethany was portrayed by anna sophia robb who fun fact performed all of her own one-armed surfing stunts in the movie nice yeah <laughs> what a boss
1: because like you'd have to have a ton of upper body strength with just that one arm because you're gonna basically i mean you mentioned this earlier kind of but like you're basically doing a one-hand push-up the whole time the whole time mm-hmm. and like that I don't know if you've ever tried to do, like, a one-hand push-up.
0: Miles, I can't even do a regular <laughs> push-up.
1: But, like, it, it it's hard. Yeah. Like you, I believe you're putting you. putting all your weight on that one. Um,
0: I'm just going to take your word for it. Hmm. Uh, Bethany, this one was really funny. Bethany also appeared in 19 Kids and Counting. She's the 19th kid. Just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> she had 19 kids?
0: Just kidding. When the Duggar family went to visit her in Atlanta, Georgia and then she also played herself in the movie dolphin tale 2 oh cool in 2012 bethany met a youth minister named adam dirks through some mutual friends the two began dating and got engaged in 2013 on august 18th 2013 the two of them were married at an estate on uh, kawaii's north shore which is close to where bethany grew up cool they now have three sons tobias wesley and micah
1: tobias wesley and micah micah mm -hmm. okay
0: now this is where you go oh <laughs> oh
1: too bad we only have one son and we call it the sun
0: <laughs> are you really proud of that joke that was such a lame joke <laughs> miles is slap happy and it's 2 30 in the afternoon
1: <laughs> it's bedtime is oh. what it is
0: It's totally his fault, though, because how late did you stay up playing video games?
1: Okay, in
0: (laughs) my defense,
1: for the last two weeks, I've been basically non-stop studying. I know. For finals, (laughs) I needed a mental break, and then that mental break just also didn't let me get much sleep.
0: Oh, that was so funny. I woke (laughs) up at 3 o'clock this morning, and I come out into the living room, and Miles hadn't even gone to bed yet.
1: She looks at me i don't know if you meant to do this but you almost like look disappointed <laughs> <laughs> you just look at me like look it's the most disapproving face i'm like hi how did you sleep <laughs> i'm sure it was partly because you were tired i was but... <laughs> yeah i just
0: remember being like what the heck I'm we sure were... if I were more awake, I would have been, like, making fun of you. Yeah. But I but just no, remember just being, judging like... judging me instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was, <laughs> I don't remember giving you that look, but I believe you.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it was probably, like, a tired look. But, <laughs> but yeah, Konya had to work early this morning, which is why she, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, at I that time.
0: I was asked to cover part of the night shift, so I worked from three a.m. to six a.m. I think that's probably part of where that look came from, is because I had to be awake, yeah. and you were choosing to
1: be <laughs> Yeah, awake. yeah. I okay. mean, I've always preferred to uh like stay up late than get up early. Yeah, like kind of a night owl. But <laughs> we we were joking before that. Um, when t- uh when Courtney was asked to work at three a.m., she's going to be like, man. I'm going to be getting up when you're going to bed. I'm like, yeah, probably. Oh my god! It was just a joke I totally, re- but- <laughs> I forgot that I had said that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. that's
0: actually what happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh and man. <laughs> to be fair.
1: Sorry. It's not fair, but just, so I was planning on going to bed at like midnight. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, midnight, I think I feel as good. Like, you know, half will probably wake up around seven or eight. That's gives me plenty of time to sleep. But then I got, I, I made friends. <laughs> And I just started of playing with these people. It was on, on and anything, Miles but. doesn't
0: make friends very often, mm-hmm. so he had to take, take advantage yeah. of it. And I'll probably
1: never see these friends again.
0: Well, I mean, you didn't even see them last night.
1: Yeah, true. Because it was internet. I'll probably virtually never see them again. <laughs> anyway, continue.
0: Moving on. <laughs> okay. They have three kids, yada, yada, yada. Along with being a mother and a surfer, Bethany now offers mentorship classes on faith, healing, personal health, and relationships
1: let's take her class
0: okay <laughs> um, do for all it? of the above <laughs> just <Okay>. kidding <laughs> in 2014 bethany and her husband adam dirks finished third place on the 25th season of the amazing race
1: whoa
0: yeah bethany hamilton unstoppable is a documentary that is going to be out soon i think um it's going to tell the story of bethany's transformation from childhood to motherhood quote from chasing her toddler to chasing the biggest waves bethany is continuously rewriting the rules for being a fearless athlete and brings a new meaning to the phrase surf like a girl
1: that's so cool because like it was 20 years ago now almost 20 years ago when this um whole event happened and like people are still like being inspired
0: by it it -hmm.
1: makes you think like how how rare is it just to push through i mean granted this was like a something very difficult to push through but like how difficult is it just to push through a hardship right it's like you know good for her i'm not i'm not trying to discredit her at all by any means but i'm saying like i'm also discrediting the rest of the human race
0: (laughs) right yeah it's like almost at this point like what's your excuse yep (laughs) you know but yeah she's a mom of three she is a public figure she still surfs Mm -hmm. to this day Um, In total, Bethany has published eight books about her story. A lot of them focus on the aftermath and her relationship with God, which I think is super cool because there's not a lot of, quote, influencers or public figures that are
1: like faith oriented. Yeah, like
0: that uh, give that much credit to God. So it's really cool to see.
1: I'm sure she was um, mad at God as well to begin with a lot of the stories, especially revolving around faith in the beginning they're usually like oh why did god let this happen blah 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 but like it's like the um uh what are the five stages not grief but like steps to recovery and stuff and Mm -hmm. like one of them is anger i can't remember exactly but
0: i mean that's probably it the five stages of grief
1: um yeah yeah probably because then acceptance would be the last one and Mm -hmm. everything
0: yeah, she does. I, I don't know about her being angry. From what it sounded like is that she really just, like, never let it bring her down. But then she talks a lot about how like, it was so hard. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if a lot of it, like, she put on a brave face for the public, but, like, internally. Because, I mean, in the movie, the the Hollywood movie and with Anna-Sophia Robb, like, she does show anger. Mm-hmm. She is frustrated. She is that person that's like, this sucks. Why did this have to happen? Like, I wish it wasn't me, you know? But then, like, in today's world, she just says, like, God help me through it. Yeah. So I, I'm sure a lot of emotions had to be <laughs> dealt with.
1: Yeah. I remember hearing this one story. I don't know if this was true or if it was a joke. I'm pretty sure it's true. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, but there was a, um, like, a lady who was, um, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Uh-huh. And then she turned to her husband and says um, something about, now we have scientific proof that. Or medical proof that I'm one in a million. <laughs>
0: there we go. So, That's one way to like, look at yeah, it. Like kind
1: of accepting it lighthearted and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually have a friend. Um, I see her post on Facebook and her baby has a rare disease. And she'll post things and she's like, he's my one in 300,000 or whatever the number is. And it's really cute that she does that. Yeah. Like my special. I actually don't know what the disease is, but he, from the outside, he looks fine he looks healthy or she i actually don't know (laughs) i'm a really good friend Um, (laughs) yeah but um yeah he or she has some like autoimmune thing that's really rare anyways she just has a good perspective about it i thought that was cool um okay so bethany created a charity foundation called friends of bethany which reaches out to amputees and youth and encourages them to overcome difficulties by offering hope through jesus christ with Friends of Bethany, there are four different programs. One is Beautif- Beautifully Flawed, which is a retreat designed for young women ages 14 to 25 who experienced who have experienced traumatic limb loss. This retreat happens about six times a year. The wow. second one is Shine Forth, which is a night filled with stories of inspiration to overcome. It's a free community event to gather together and share comeback stories. And Bethany also usually does book signings during those events. And this happens annually. Mm-hmm. The next one is Anchored in Love, which is held annually in San Diego for uh, girls. It's a conference for girls and young women ages 12 and up designed to help girls and young women discover their true beauty, purpose, and worth. And then The Forge, which is a men's retreat that happens annually where young male amputees come and focus on faith, fitness, and healthy living. So, yeah, she's turned a lot of this into a charitable thing where she tries to help people around the world
1: that's so interesting it's like i never really thought as of amputation as something that was that common i mean if she's holding little boot camps for amputees and uh-huh. people who have lost limbs and everything like six times a year mm-hmm. like that that's, that's pretty a lot, common yeah. I mean, she probably might have recurring uh clients and everything but i mean
0: well, huh. you can probably imagine the way that you just said that, you know, it's not that common, or at least it doesn't seem that way. How isolating would it feel to be an amputee right. in a society where people are not, especially mm-hmm. as a young child, you know? Yes. And so I think it's really cool that she put these together so they, they can come and have a community where people are going through the same thing mm-hmm. or similar things, you know?
1: Yeah, that is really cool.
0: <clears throat> um, so a little bit more about Bethany... Obviously, she's very outspoken about staying healthy and moving your body as well as uh, body positivity, just loving yourself. And to go back a little bit to surfing, she has been competing in surfing events regularly since 1998, her first place. So there was a whole list of every year the competitions that she placed in. And it was like anywhere from first place down to like 57th place. And it was just like this whole list. And so I only included the ones where she won first place. So, her first one was in 1998 when she was eight years old at Ralson Menehune. Sounds great. In Australia. Could have have said that wrong, so sorry. Um, The next was 2002, the Open Women's Division of NSSA in the United States. Then in 2004, she won, uh, which was the first one after her shark attack, the NSSA National Competition in Australia. In 2005, she won the NSSA National Competition in the United States. And then in 2007, she won NSSA Regionals in the United States. In 2007, she also won the TNC Pipeline Women's Pro in the United States. And then in 2014, she won Surf and Seas Pipeline Women's Pro in the United States. Her most recent competition took place in the United States in 2022, and Bethany placed fourth. However, in January of 2023, Bethany announced that she would be boycotting the World Surf League events following her decision, following their decision to allow transgender women to compete in the female category.
1: I, I was going to mention that because I saw it was on TikTok that I saw her um, her mention that.
0: Mm-hmm. Basically, um, the requirements for a trans woman to compete in the women's category or the women's division um, is they had to keep their testosterone level below a certain point for 12 months prior to the competition. But Bethany um, Bethany basically believes that the hormone levels were not enough to give a fair and accurate assessment of sex. Stating that transgender athletes should have a separate division created for them. She also has very boldly shared this and has said that um, a lot of other female surfers have the same viewpoint. But they're afraid of being ostracized. ostracized. So they don't come forward about it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, she's received a lot of hate for it, for this stance, And people have called her transphobic and things like that. Um, But on the plus side, she's also received a lot of support for her decision. And I personally support that decision. (laughs) One thing that Miles and I try to do is to keep our political views out of the podcast. But obviously, like, I'm sure we've slipped up a few times. I mean, yeah. But... I agree with Bethany. I think it's not fair to the women who have worked so hard to get where they are to have someone who is genetically male-bodied be competing in the same competition, Mm -hmm. but um, that's all I'm going to say about it, but if you have something you want (laughs) to add.
1: No, I don't want to get into the specifics of, like, my views on the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I I agree with if we want to include transgender people in in sports leagues and everything, we should make their uh, you know a separate league for that
0: yeah it's definitely a touchy subject but i mean good for bethany for standing up for what she believes in mm-hmm. and i could definitely understand why some people wouldn't want to come forth with their their ideas about it but i just hope that we come to a conclusion where women's sports are still being protected yes you know
1: but yeah good for her for standing up for her own beliefs good for her
0: yeah all right moving on <laughs> so Bethany and her husband and kids are still currently living in Kauai right now. Um, She's 33 years old as of this year. And in March of this year, she also announced that she is expecting her fourth child this summer. I couldn't find if it was a girl or a boy, um, but we'll find out in a few months. Maybe they don't know either. Yeah, possibly. So some... I wanted to share some quick facts about limb loss, which you had mentioned earlier. So April, fun fact, is a li- is limb loss awareness month. Oh, we missed it. <laughs> uh, there are currently 2.1 million people living in the United States with limb loss. And researchers predict that the number of people with limb loss will double by the year 2050. Uh, From 2.1 million to around 4 million, mostly due to vascular disease often caused by diabetes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. That tracks.
0: That's a lot. Another fun fact, 185,000 people have amputations each year, which means roughly 300 to 500 amputations are performed every single day.
1: Is that United States statistics or worldwide statistics? I think I said statistics.
0: Statistics.
1: Statistics.
0: Um... I don't know.
1: Okay. Just curious.
0: Yeah, it doesn't specify. Another fun fact. I guess it's not that fun. 1,558 military personnel lost a limb as a result of the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. These facts um, also are from 2017. So they might be a little dated, but they're still, I think, pretty accurate. Yeah, that's
1: all. Oh, oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's only a few years ago. That's. Six Six years ago. Ow, my heart hurt a little bit. (laughs) Uh,
0: Another factor on 30% of people with limb loss experience depression and or anxiety. 85% of lower limb amputations are preceded by a foot ulcer. Lifetime health care cost for people with limb loss is $509,275 compared to $361,200 for people without limb loss. So... Almost, eh, I wouldn't say double. Two hundred thousand more in medical expenses on that's, average. That's rough. Uh, number seven: African Americans are four times more likely to have an amputation than White Americans. Number eight: Hospitals charges hospital charges for patients who underwent an amputation totaled eight point seven billion in two thousand
1: thirteen. I'm gonna bite my tongue. <laughs>
0: Number nine, of persons with diabetes who have a lower extremity amputation, up to 55% will require amputation of a second leg within two to three years. And number 10, nearly half of the individuals who have an amputation due to a vascular disease will die within five years. That's sad. This is higher than the five-year morality rates for breast cancer, colon cancer, and prostate cancer. Uh, Below knee amputations are the most common amputations, representing 71% of amputations and there is a 41 ex, 47% expected increase in below knee, knee amputations from 47% is that what
1: you said? Yeah. Holy crap. From 1995 to
0: 2020. Um so yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. The it's number too bad. oh, this is the last one I'll say. The number of amputations caused by diabetes increased by 24% from 1988 to 2009. Yeah, so it actually is a lot more common than I realized, but same. Yeah. Um and now I have some facts about shark attacks. Shark attack do 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 do, do. stop. <laughs>
1: never do that again.
0: Let's start with shark attacks are rare and almost never deadly. Uh, you are, so, the likelihood that you'll have a close encounter with a shark is about one in 11.5 million, and you are actually more likely to be injured in a boating accident or a bike wreck than you are in a shark attack.
1: I'm reminded of, uh, reminded of the, um, a line from Dumb and Dumber. Have you seen that movie? Um, where it's like, I don't want to tell the whole story. Anyway, the whole story is about, like, a guy who's following a girl that he finds really attractive, that left a briefcase, blah, blah, blah. Um. And then at the end, he's, like, um, they're talking about, um, like, her being interested in him. And he's, like, so, like, what are you saying? Like, that you, you go out with the likelihood, like, one in, like, a hundred? And she's, like, more like one in a million. And he's, like, so you're telling me there's a chance?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, long story short. I've it's seen, a funny movie.
0: I've seen that quote. Um, that's funny. So, yeah, technically there is a chance you'll have a shark attack, but it's one in 11 million. So Um, telling me there's a chance. (laughs) So more good news. Death by shark hardly ever happens. In 2019, for example, there were only five fatal shark attacks. Only five. Uh, So, another fun fact, the safest people in the water are snorkelers, because around 72% of shark attack victims in the last decade were people engaged in activities such as surfing, water skiing, and other water sports.
1: So, just stay out of the water, says Courtney.
0: No, yeah. (laughs) I think it's because um, they are seen as prey when they're, like, half in and half out of the water, Mm because there's more splashing. I don't know if that's 100% true, but I think I saw that somewhere.
1: the, The thing is, so i remember reading this so if i'm wrong on this blame the internet um but the reason so sharks don't like the taste of humans the reason that they attack i mean sharks eat anything um so they will eat anything but most of the time when shark attacks occur it's because the human is being mistaken for a seal which is like part of the main diet
0: yeah i've heard that before yeah um interesting So um, maybe that's in this list of facts. I didn't read all of them beforehand, but we'll see. So the next fun fact is punching a shark may not be your best defense uh, because punching through water can be really difficult. Poke
1: it in the gills.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's what it says. Your best chance of defense would be to grab it at the eyes or the gills because they're both very sensitive. Um, Let's see. So there's very few species of sharks that actually attack humans. There are nearly 500 species of sharks total. Only about 30 have ever attacked a human, and only three species, which is the great white, the tiger, and the bull shark, are responsible for the majority of human fatalities. Nice. This article has pictures of the ocean, and it's stressing me out <laughs> So, most shark attacks are on men. So, 93%, according to Nat Geo Wild, uh, 93% of shark attacks from ni- or from 1580 to 2010 were on boys or men. The explanation comes down to numbers more men than women surf boogie board and scuba dive all sports that come with the risk of an attack Mm, so makes
1: sense um i was gonna say something another thing that um like you know sharks have an incredible sense of smell in the water but um so you know naturally they're attracted to blood the scent of blood and everything but they're also i learned this in my surfing lesson um they told us don't pee in the wetsuit um, because sharks are also attracted to the scent of urine.
0: Gross. Yep. Maybe they just didn't want to get it dry cleaned afterwards. Yeah, that, that's probably it. <laughs> they were
1: trying to scare us so they didn't have to. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, they told us that. It's like, yeah, it's not likely, but just in case, don't pee in the suit. I'm like, okay.
0: So another fun fact most shark attacks occur in the month of September. Why? <laughs> so it says. In Florida, the U.S. state which is the most which has the most shark attacks, September is the most dangerous month to be in the water, according to the International Shark Attack File. From 1926 to, th- to 2019, 103 attacks occurred in that month, compared to 61 in June, 73 in July, and 84 in August.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So, in that almost hundred-year period, there's been more in uh, September than any other month.
1: Interesting
0: um next one just like us sharks eat breakfast and dinner so the most dangerous times to be in the water would be dawn and dusk
1: they don't they don't eat lunch
0: guess not hmm. um and then another one sharks don't attack on purpose <clears throat> what does that mean basically what you were saying is that they may confuse you with natural prey Oh. okay yeah okay that's pretty much it fine It has a link to click here to find out why sharks are actually misunderstood. (laughs) Okay, so number ten, the world's hungry. The world's shark population is decreasing. The shark population in the US and around the world are at perhaps an all-time low, says George Burgess, director of the International Shark Attack Files at the Florida Museum. Um, He said, on the other hand, the human population continues to rise every year. Fundamentally, the number of shark attacks every year is driven by the number of people in the water, not the number of sharks. So basically what he's saying is that it seems like their population is decreasing. But then again, maybe just the averages are getting smaller Mm. or bigger, whatever. I don't (laughs) know how that works.
1: Right. Me neither.
0: There's more people in the water, so there's less on average shark attacks per population etc
1: that would make sense
0: so another fact you can track shark attacks oh no sorry you can track sharks online
1: i did know that yeah i have been interested in doing that
0: so scientists and conservationists tag a small population of sharks usually with a dart gun or through slightly more dangerous methods to gather information on their migratory patterns size and growth Using that data, tracking the animals online has also become somewhat of a hobby for some beachgoers who can Mm -hmm. follow tiger sharks in and around Hawaii and several shark species in Western Australia and much of the Northern Hemisphere.
1: I think they do that with turtles too.
0: Yeah. We learned that at the museum in Denver. Remember?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We should track a turtle.
0: That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I would be curious to see where it goes.
1: Because Harper likes turtles. Yeah. Like every now and then on my work computer, like the screensaver. It'll have like a turtle, and she'll look at it. Turtle.
0: <laughs> She's so fun. She's fun. Oh, apparently there is a popular great white shark who has an Instagram. Oh no, sorry, a Twitter account. The shark's name is Mary Lee, and has more than 128,000 followers.
1: Damn, it's more than I have. I have like nine. I
0: didn't know they had <laughs> internet under the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that was a bad dad joke
1: sharks have opposable thumbs to use laptops underwater
0: and wi-fi
1: <laughs> and wi-fi <laughs> well a lot of like um like cables and stuff run underwater
0: Ugh, this, these pictures are giving me the, <laughs>
1: like,
0: like giving me chills okay
1: how many more fun facts do you have
0: there's 13 total and i'm on number 12 okay sharks follow the non-human food what Scientists have reported high numbers of herring and sea turtles in the outer banks of North Carolina, which may have explained the unusual, unusually high number of shark attacks in the area in recent years. So basically, they're following their food, which brings them to the coast. (laughs) Okay. And then last fun fact that I have for you is few shark attacks happen in fresh water. Although bull sharks, one of the most aggressive and attack-prone species of sharks, can survive in rivers, lakes, and even streams. Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. (laughs) In addition to the ocean, few freshwater human shark encounters have ever been recorded. Good. Good. So, don't go in the ocean. Why not? Excited to go on a cruise?
1: Heck yeah.
0: And go in the ocean?
1: Yeah, I don't see how that's related. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: So... Sorry, that was a lot, but a lot of facts and history and stuff, but that is essentially the story of the Soul Surfer of America, Bethany Hamilton.
1: Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Just AKA kidding. AKA Sarah. <laughs> um, now, I wanted to mention this as well. This was recent. I mean, it's happened over a couple of times over the past years, but most recently, again, saw this on TikTok, um, and I think it was a completely new one. Um so you know megalodon yes <laughs> so apparently there have been like google earth sightings of it of, no. of stuff like this no. um and i i'm pretty sure some of them are photoshopped because yes. <laughs> like one here for example is um like it's too close to the shore oh yeah um anyway but there was one that actually looked pretty convincing, and I'm pretty sure it was posted by, like, a credible source as well. Hmm. It might have been April Fool's Day. I don't know. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, like, if it was, then, you know, just big hoax and everything. But, uh-huh. like, you know, could could happen. We, we uh, still don't know the ocean all that well.
0: Ugh, I don't want to know the ocean. <laughs> not to freak you out. The ocean but... is not my friend. Yeah. No, Um. what was I going to say? Oh, there was one time back a few years ago. I was in high school, and I was house-sitting for this family. And it was during the summer, and I just had to watch their dog, and I just stayed at their house for a week. And I, their house, like, creeped me out, and that's a story for another time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's actually a cool story. You, we should tell that one point. Yeah,
0: Um. Maybe. but anyways, one particular night that I was already freaking myself out, I decided to watch what? shark week <laughs> i watched maybe 20 minutes and i was like absolutely not and i think i turned on like spongebob or something stupid which also was under the sea but it's mm-hmm. a cartoon so it doesn't matter
1: i was gonna mention this as well because i mean i think it was it was one of your unlucky stories i can't remember which one um but when you mentioned a shark attack i'm like for someone who hates the ocean you sure talk a lot about the ocean i do
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of cool stories regarding the ocean. There like, are. people surviving it, but, like, doesn't mean that I enjoy it. Yeah. It just goes to show, like, it gives me more reason to stay away from it. <laughs> yeah.
1: The research is just, like, confirmation of your... The validity of your um, fears. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So, what did you think of Bethany's story?
1: It was good. I like that story a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. We need to go watch that movie now.
1: No, that was a good story. That's very... I like the... I mentioned this before, but I like those stories where people go through something horrible, traumatic. horribly you traumatic. You like to
0: watch them suffer.
1: I like to watch them suffer. No, <laughs> I like to watch the the recovery because it's just inspiring. It's inspiring. It's amazing what what people are like capable of when they put their mind to it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Um
1: Yeah, thanks for sharing.
0: Yeah, we should probably stop rambling
1: we should have her as a guest sarah (laughs) oh yeah Bethany.
0: (laughs) well thanks for listening everyone you can catch us on the instagram the tiktok we should create a twitter and just post the most obscene random things obscene is that the wrong word
1: (laughs) what do you mean by obscene
0: crazy random
1: i mean i guess
0: google (laughs) Obscene. Well, that's not how you spell that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's take that out. <laughs> that's why I was like, in a way, <laughs> <laughs> obscure.
1: Is that the obscure. Word you're that's <laughs> yes. the what you're looking for?
0: Okay, we'll leave it in. You guys can laugh at me and my stupidity. <laughs> oh my gosh, one time when I was in Young Women, so this is like the the girls youth group part of our church. Um, and so I was in the I was in Sunday school essentially and we were talking about charity. And having, like, love for all men. And I was like, yeah, so it's really important to have chastity. (laughs) And I just, like, kept going on. (laughs) And my mom was in the room and she was like, do you mean charity? And I was like, it's the same thing. And she was like, no, it's not. (laughs) I was, like, 13. Uh, Anyways. I I think
1: I've told you this story. Um, There was one time (laughs) in science class. Um, I was, I think, 7th or 8th grade. I can't remember. Um, We were reading from the textbook. And we're reading about like organisms and stuff like that. Oh no! <laughs> and it was my turn to read, and like at the very, <laughs> at the very like the very end of the paragraph, the um, the the word was organism, and I'm reading it, and I like without even like blinking an eye or like even realizing what <laughs> happened, I said orgasm, <laughs> and then everyone laughed. I'm like, what, funny? So You're like, funny? I just read it. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's what it says in the book. I went back. I'm like those are different things
0: (laughs) oh oh my gosh
1: anyway (laughs) fun story as well like at the time i didn't know what that word meant either
0: (laughs) so you're like what's the problem yeah it's just a shortened version
1: i know i I knew i heard the word before i had no clue what it meant
0: oh all right anyways uh
1: yeah thanks again for sharing that was a good story Yeah, And for our listeners, if there are any stories that you would like to recommend to us, you can go ahead and send us a little request to our email, famdamlypodcast at gmail.com.
0: In addition to that, send in your own personal stories and we will share them here on the podcast. Um, One thing that you may or may not have noticed is that we did not do a listener story for May, and we've just decided that we actually want to do your listener stories rather than looking up random ones online and so we're gonna wait until we have enough to do a listener story Mm -hmm. before we put out that episode so it may be a month before the next one maybe a couple months it just really depends on when we get submissions so correct send them in tell your friends send us in your stories Mm -hmm. we would love to share those yes on the podcast
1: for sure and don't don't forget also to subscribe to us or follow us on your platform or your podcast streaming service whichever you use
0: oh and a hi grandma i taught her how to use the platform yesterday
1: oh hi amy
0: so if she remembers how to do it by the time <laughs> she listens to the episode hi hello welcome probably learned a lot about me that you didn't want to know
1: <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um and then also our social media we're on tiktok instagram facebook the face maybe talk. maybe twitter soon
0: maybe twitter where we, we can post non-obscene <laughs> <none obscene. laughs> <laughs> uh I love me. Okay, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Do you have any bad advice for me? Or good Um, advice? Fish are friends, not food. Let's go have some salmon burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Fish sticks.
1: All of the above, I guess. I was gonna try to think of something with sharks, but they're not fluffy, so don't try to pet them.
0: There you go. Word, word from the wise, Mr. Miles.
1: That's
0: <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone.
1: <laughs> Until next time.
0: Bye.